Oh, there's Anna. John Schiff, Lawrence. Hey, Emily. Elizabeth. Hey, Tim. Morning. Hi, Dennis. Morning. Hi, guys. Morning. Morning, Mary. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi, Hi Chassie. Hey, Barry. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, Good morning, everyone. We'll be ready to start in just a moment here. So, author and spiritual leader Mark Nepo shares these words in the Book of Soul, 52 Paths, to living what matters. The messy miracle we walk through called life is fragile and resilient, ever-present and never guaranteed. Love moves us toward the miracle, while fear moves us toward the mess. And since fear gets its power from not looking, we are called, no matter our circumstance, to enlist the strength of heart to look through our fears. Fear is a mood to be moved through, not a voice to be obeyed. And there is always another direction on the other side of pain and disappointment. If we can take a breath and look around, the way a fish, given the chance, will always swim toward the light. Come, let us gather together in worship and help each other swim toward the light. We acknowledge that the land we gather on as a congregation where we live, work, and play was not freely given to us. We are gathered on the ancestral land of the Nuchu, Apache, the Pueblos, Hopi, Zuni, and Diné Nation. This was also a site of trade, gathering, and healing for other native tribes. We recognize the indigenous peoples as original stewards of this land. As these words are spoken and heard, the ties nations have to their ancestral homelands are renewed and reaffirmed. We acknowledge that our use of and benefit from this land came at a dire cost to native nations and peoples whose lands we now inhabit. Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Durango and our online worship space. I'm Bonnie Miller, a member of UUFD and today's volunteer host for the Sunday service. As we fight the weariness of our physical separation from each other, we commit to holding the threads of our connection strong as we turn on our computers, our iPads, notepads, our smartphones, and place ourselves into this common virtual space to show up for each other and our work in the world. We will not cease in our caring for each other. 
We will not cease in our care for the world and seeking a greater justice for all peoples. We will not cease choosing to live a meaningful life. This month is LGBTQ History Month. And leading our service with me today are members of our LGBTQ Justice Team. Anna Royer is serving as our worship associate. Don Spangler and Jim Brooke will do our chalice lighting and lead us in prayer and meditation. Team member Robert Bridges, who attends the Dharma Center, will do the homily. And Jackie Lee will say the benediction. Two other members of our LGBTQ team, Susan Kuntz and Nancy Stauffer, are not doing a particular part of the service today, but I've supported the team's work in creating this worship service. All Life is Beautiful by Brian Keeley. Spirit of Life, if you have a lesson for us, it is that all life is beautiful. We are each born into this world who we are, tall or short, with our own color of skin, with our own sexual orientation. How can anyone ever tell us we are anything less than beautiful, anything less than whole? We pray that this nation and every nation will remember their duty to protect human life and particularly the lives of LGBTQ persons fleeing danger and death. We pray for those who are forced from their homelands and their cultures and their religions, not because of some fault or sin, but because of who they are, who are placed in grave danger simply for being the person they were born to be. We pray also for the enlightening of governments here and around the world who, with casual disregard for life, would deport those refugees back to their unfeeling homelands and near certain death. All human beings are born free, equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience. May we all act towards one another in affirmation of our common humanity. Blessed be. my screen but I can't see anything because I just got a text message and it took away my screen my name is Robert I'm a recovering addict I've lived most of my life medically addicted to substances to secrecy and lies I came upon my addiction to secrecy honestly and generationally my father was homosexual and survival meant that he had to live in two worlds This was back in the days when being a gay meant that you had no civil or basic human rights. You could be fired from work and denied employment. You could be denied the ability to buy and own a home. 
you could be not denied the ability to have medical care or to have kids. And if some morning a white man was found hanging from a tree, well, that was just one less fag to deal with. My dad did a great job living two lives. And when he died, hundreds of people came to pay their respects. He had a college degree, a wife and a family, and he belonged to the country club. But I always wondered why he could never be fully present with me and why he never seemed comfortable or at ease with me. It was as if he longed to be somewhere else. Naturally, I handled his distancing from me as children do. I believe that it was my fault. And this became part of my secret going forward, that there was something wrong about me. And there is something different about me, something I sensed as a child but didn't have a name for until I was 32. I am an XXY intersex person. I do not have the usual 46 XY chromosomes most people who identify as male are born with, or the XX chromosomal pair that people who identify as women are born with. I am XXY. I am biologically and literally a non-binary human being. When I learned this about myself, I was advised by the medical establishment to keep this secret. Being XXY is, of course, a pre-existing condition. And at the time, little was known about it. I was told to take testosterone and pretend I was other than what I am. And trusting the doctors, that's what I did. I pretended to be like other men and to desire and to act in what culture told me were manly things. To desire wealth and power and possessions. And to think and relate to others and women in patriarchal and misogynist ways. And that in pretending and lying and shooting up hormones, I lost touch with the gentle, open-hearted, relational, and feminine aspects of myself. To help maintain the charade of being other than what I am, I acquired habits and substances to help maintain the secrets and to live the pretense that I was the same as everyone else. I became addicted to sex and to porn and finally to marijuana. And above all, addicted to keeping it all a secret and living in fear that if anyone found out, I would be shunned. Ironically, just as my dad did before me, I lived in two worlds. What I shared with my partner and selected friends was one side of who I am. But my secret habits and my addictions I kept to myself and no one knew the whole truth. I felt that I was on my own in being XXY, and to this day, I've never met another person like me. Intersex people make up about 2% of the world's population, and today is Intersex Awareness Day. I wish that I had a screen here. Then COVID came along, and suddenly I found that I could no longer keep up the pretenses of my addictions and my secrets. I don't know why I did what I did, but what I did was blow up my secret life and the lies which informed the near 40-year relationship with my partner and the charade of what she believed our marriage had been built upon. I started attending AA, which teaches that we are only as sick as our secrets. I listened and I learned about being self-seeking and deceptive and started to work the steps. It was as I began the process of working the fourth step and doing a fearless moral inventory that I first saw with shock that not only had I lived in two worlds, but the world I was most secure in was a world based in fear. And fear I am learning is a prison that trades the possibilities of self-acceptance and self-compassion for the illusion of safety and certainty. 
My practice was not one of mindfulness and kindness and faith, as I often told myself, but of self-deception, self-seeking, and believing that fear offered a security I needed to protect. And what I'd always told myself that I believed about who I was was a lie. And what I told myself was my core value was not, in fact, what I stood upon or lived from. I had not lived my life standing on the side of love, but rather standing behind lies and secrets and fear. I am a non-binary human being. I am neither male or female in the strict sense that those terms have traditionally been used. I am more of a hybrid, a bit queer and very quirky. I do not experience either myself or life as fixed, but rather as fluid. Gender for me is not an either or proposition. It is a both and. As I recover from living in secrets, as my body withdraws from hormones and drugs, and as I grow into elderhood, I find myself thinking of my father and his choice to keep his sexuality secret, and of me and my choice to keep my addictions hidden. I see that we both chose fear and the illusion of safety over love and his promise of self-acceptance and freedom. Like father, like son, we both sacrificed a possibility of learning how to open and stand in love and of how to give the gifts of honesty, vulnerability, and trust and love to our children, our partners, and friends. And to give ourselves the opportunity to choose to love with all its risks and unknowns and the possibility of liberation from the fear of being seen and known for who we are, rather than clinging to what fear tells us we are. As a recovering addict who has lost, was lost in secrecy substances, and as an XXY non-binary human being who got lost in trying to be what I cannot be, I stand here today to say that I experienced love and fear as basic to being human, that love or fear is not an either or, but but a both and in which it is very possible and very human to stand and live in both the miracle and the mess at the same time. Today, we live in a time of heightened fear and uncertainty. This is true on some level for all of us, but for those of us who are GLBTIQ, our fears have more basis in history and fact. We fully understand that many, if not all of the civil rights we've acquired may be taken away and that attempts to erase transgender and intersex folk is taking place. The courts may very well undo much of the rights we have gained in the past 100 years. Laws and definitions can and likely will be rewritten and redefined, which begs a question, can the potential of life and all the wide ranging diversity of all that being human is, can that, can that also be so easily rewritten and redefined too? I think not. I believe that the human longing to stand on the side of love is built into life and into our being. I believe that the call to work towards justice through building equitable and compassionate relationships is part of our essential nobility of heart and the longing of our spirits for freedom and happiness is bigger and stronger than the political winds of change swirling around us. I regret that my dad did not choose to trust me or life enough to allow his true self to be known for it is in being seen and known that we learn we are loved. And it is in doing that we find peace of mind. Dad was a homosexual and lived in secrets. And I became an addict and lived behind secrets. He carried his secret to the grave and he died feeling impotent and angry. 
For the majority of my life, I have chosen fear over love and the illusions of quick intoxications and self-seeking for the realities of transcendence and honest, open relationships. I, too, regret not giving my partner and friends the opportunity to know me and love me as I am. And I regret denying myself the opportunity to accept myself as my higher power loves and accepts me. Today, I can say I am willing to be known. Today, I am willing to live openly without secrets or lies. Today, I am willing to stand in love. The questions I leave with you are these. What fears do you keep hidden in the closet? What does your higher power or faith call upon you to share? And just for today, what are you willing to stand for? And who are you willing to stand with? Thank you for letting me share. I'm sorry, my screen went blank. I hope this came across. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Robert, your screen did come back. We can now see you literally as well as in our hearts. Thank you for everything that you have contributed to our social justice team over the years and to our service today and to our world by being truly who you are. Thank you.